Welcome to the PCOS Diva podcast. My name is Amy Medling. I'm a certified health coach and founder of PCOS Diva. My mission is to help women with PCOS find the tools and knowledge they need to take control of their PCOS so they can regain their fertility, femininity, health, and happiness. Today's PCOS Diva podcast is sponsored by the seven-day Discover Your PCOS Diva Jumpstart program. Jumpstart is the place to begin when you're ready to commit to yourself and jump into your healing journey. Learn step-by-step how diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes can get you on the right path. You'll be thrilled to feel your energy return, brain fog lift, acne begin to clear, and so much more. Visit PCOSDiva.com slash jumpstart for more information and to get started today. If you haven't already, make sure you check out PCOSDiva.com. There I offer tons of great free information about PCOS and how to develop your PCOS diet and lifestyle plan so you can begin to thrive like a PCOS diva. Look for me on iTunes, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram as well. Today, I'm going to be talking to Sasha Adi. She's the founder and executive director of PCOS Challenge. And PCOS Challenge is the National Polycystic Ovary Syndrome Association. If you have not heard of PCOS Challenge yet, you need to know about them. They serve over 50,000 members. They're the leading patient support and advocacy organization for women and girls with PCOS. So I'm so thrilled to have you here, Sasha. Thank you so much, Amy. I'm I'm so excited to be here, and thanks for having me on the PCOS Diva podcast. Oh, you're so welcome. You know, Sasha, you're one of the people that I really admire. Um, I know when I first started trying to find answers for PCOS, there was one um, organization out there, the PCOS Association, which is now sort of disbanded. And when that happened, I I feel like you picked up the gauntlet and um, we've we've known each other now for for quite some time and it's been amazing what you have accomplished. And I just wanna thank you uh, for for all the work that you do. And, And you are a woman with PCOS, so we both know how hard it is to take care of ourselves and also, to do the work that that we do to um, try to help uh, advance PCOS advocacy and awareness. Uh, thank you so much, Amy. I, you know, I think uh, a lot of women in our position who are women with PCOS, and uh, at some point, before, during, or after we got a diagnosis, or even if you are a woman with PCOS or a person with PCOS who who hasn't gotten that diagnosis, um, we felt kind of alone, you know? There's this this, sense of loneliness, feeling that we're the only ones dealing with what we're dealing with, and and then at some point, um, want to help ourselves and help other people. So that's why I started PCOS Challenge and and why you started PCOS Diva and other people and advocates in the space um, are have 
um, are, are where we are now because we are, we're in this place where we know that we can't do it alone and we know that working together um, with our various experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Working together will, will help, help us to move the, uh, the movement forward and advance the cause. So um, I am truly excited to speak to you today um, because you're a woman with CCOS. You understand, uh, even though we, we may have varying um, parts of the syndrome or varying experiences, you do understand how difficult it can be and how um, much we want to kind of give everyone that platform to to find their peace with the syndrome and find um, ways to support themselves and others. Mm, I, I love how you said find their peace with the syndrome. And I know a lot of women listening are probably newly diagnosed um, or haven't really heard about PCOS challenge in the work that you do. I, I've had you on the podcast, I think several times at this point, but today I really want you to talk to us about all of the exciting things that are happening in 2019. Um, there's lots of events around the corner, and I want you to, you know, let everybody know. But first, maybe um, you could tell tell listeners what you do with, um, what, what are the things that are offered through PCOS Challenge? Oh, thank you, Amy. I, you know, I, I started PCOS Challenge after my own diagnosis and feeling dismissed by my doctors and not having access to the care that I needed. I felt kind of alone and that this was out of my control. And I don't want anyone else to have to feel like that. And speaking with women and parents of girls with PCOS and people from all over the, the world, uh, we have very similar experiences where, um, where one, we, most of us at some point didn't have the resources, whether it was uh, knowledge about the syndrome or the proper treatment. Uh, and Amy, as you know and I know, there's no one treatment or no one method that works the same for everyone. So there's a lot of trial and error involved, and knowledge truly is the key to move forward. Um, and so we, PCOS Challenge was born from this desire to help others, but, but also help others educate themselves about the syndrome. So um, we partner with knowledgeable researchers and uh, physicians and um, other patients who are knowledgeable in the space to provide programs. And one of our, the, the programs we're proud of that happens every year annually is the PCOS Awareness Weekend. And this year in 2019, it's coming up, we're doing it in Orlando. And so this year is a little different because we've added our inaugural chat, uh, gala called Rise to the Challenge 
Gala. Um, so that's happening in Orlando, uh, September 20th, our PCOS Awareness Symposium, which is wh where we will have um, knowledgeable experts and opportunities to meet other people who are dealing with PCOS, hear other people's stories, and, um, and leave with practical uh, advice and steps to change your life that day and um, learn more about the syndrome, how it impacts you as an individual, and also connect with um, uh, members in the healthcare space who are knowledgeable about the syndrome. So it's a really, really exciting event um, where there are, there are usually hundreds of mostly patients um, and supporters of patients um, and also healthcare providers. Um, and then the third event of that weekend is the PCOS Challenge 5K. Uh, um, that every year, um, this is an opportunity for hundreds of patients and supporters to get together and not only learn more about the syndrome than they ever had before, but also meet other people who are dealing with the same thing. So, um, and learn about how to get involved and how to advocate for yourself and um, be a part of the PCOS awareness movement. So, um, truly exciting. Um, we're really excited about the gala where we'll be highlighting um, members of the community who are really doing some great things to, um, to, to help people in the PCOS community. And so that would, this, this, this weekend will be an opportunity for people to learn more about PCOS Challenge, learn more about PCOS, and learn more about how to get involved. It, it really is a wonderful event. I think this is, will be my fourth year go attend. <laughs> Um, and I can tell you that um, it is such, well, I always come back just on a high <laughs> because it's such <laughs> a positive environment. There's so much like good energy and it's so great to um, be a part of this sort of sisterhood of sorts. Um, yeah. And we, we really come together and share our, our mutual experiences um, and we learn from each other um, and support one another. And I think, you know, there's a lot of friendships that, that are formed at this event, too. Because, again, you, you, you had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that, that that sense of feeling that you're all alone in this, especially if you don't have a lot of support um, with friends and family in this journey. You know, come to the event and come to the weekend. There's so much camaraderie, you know, especially at the the race. And I'm very excited about the gala. Um, I can't wait to go dress shopping. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the 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 race or the the fun um, run walk, it's it, it's going to be at the same place it was last year. Yes, the yeah, beautiful, beautiful Baldwin event. Park. Oh my gosh. So gorgeous. Yeah, right, um, it's, right around um, like this this really pretty lake, and uh, that you know, there's just so much kind of conversation going on. It's especially if you walk like me, <laughs> um, and, and you know, there's just there's there's so much support, 
And if you're looking for a place where you can feel connected with other women with PCOS, you know, you have to come to the, the PCOS Challenge Weekend. Thank you, Amy. And we're also doing, we have a lot of events this year. Uh, we have 12 total. So you, your listeners can go to PCOSchallenge.org to find out more about the locations and um, and what and what we have going on. So uh, we're doing the weekend in September, but we're also doing uh, other 5K events in around the country. So we're doing we're going to be in Detroit and Philadelphia in July. Um, in August, we'll be in Long Beach, California, and you know, in September, we'll be in, in Atlanta, Orlando, and so throughout the year, all the way to December, we have, we will have events for, and opportunities for, for patients and providers and supporters of the PCOS community to come out and really celebrate, right, celebrate that, um, this opportunity to come together and increase awareness which is so, so much needed, right? Um, and so it's just an empowering, positive event because that's what PCOS Challenge is about. Um, there's so many challenges that we deal with uh, with the syndrome, but here is an opportunity for an, a unique opportunity that is not always afforded to us as uh, PCOS patients but a unique opportunity to come together, to support each other, and also to raise funds for this, for PCOS Challenge, this nonprofit that's um, really dedicated to, um, to the long-term, <laughs> the long-term um, positive advancement of, uh, for the PCOS patient. Well, I know when I would promote the the event, I know it was in Atlanta um, several years ago and now in, in Orlando, people would often say, well, can't you bring something closer to me? And you've done it this year with all of these other venues. So I really encourage women to, to take advantage of those, um, you know, those, those other city events, city held events. And something I would just wanted to bring up too is the, the, you've made it really affordable. Um, it, it's not a lot of money to actually attend the, the symposium um, weekend. And I know you have a, a really reasonable room block rate as well. Um, yeah. I, you know, one of the things that's really, truly important to me personally is that everything we do is accessible um, because that's one less <laughs> challenge right for the the public for patients uh it's because it seems as though um most of everything that we have to do to manage pcos or you know try to um to live a healthier life with pcos is really really financially taxing um and so one of the things even though we, we encourage people to come from all over the country, right? Um, so the PCOS Awareness Weekend uh, is generally truly affordable for patients. 
we depend on sponsorship. We heavily depend on sponsorship to cover the majority of the cost of putting on the event and, um, and, and have a, a, a fee to cover uh, lunch, cover the food costs for, for patients or, or attendees. So it's really important to, to me and to our organization that we have an event where people from all walks of life and some of the people who need the information the most is able to access the information and be a part of the event. So again, I just really want to encourage women to, to look and listeners to look um, at this event as really a, a active self-care. And if you follow PCOS Diva, then you know how important self-care is to managing PCOS. And this absolutely is a, a place where you can gain some val- val- valuable knowledge and, um, you know, really take care of yourself while you're doing it. Have a, have a little getaway and break. I know that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, but you know, yes, I, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I am, I'm really excited about some of the, the locations. Uh, I know we'll get to be in some sunny areas, areas surrounded by water, areas with, um, you know, with, with really phenomenal monuments. And it's even in our nation's capital, we'll, we'll have a walk in October. So we are really, really excited to, um, to be able to get people to, to run or to be the sea of teal, right? Raising awareness for PCOS mm-hmm. across the country um, in areas where we've never done this before. So it's truly, truly exciting. Well, speaking and, <laughs> of our nation's capital, uh, PCOS Challenge has been doing a lot of work um, in the nation's capital trying to make PCOS more of a, a nationally recognized health condition, and I was hoping that you could speak to us about some of your efforts. Yeah, I think most of us know that we may have a lot of challenges with um, with even people around us knowing what PCOS is. There's a huge awareness issue. And in my work as executive director of PCOS Challenge and, uh, you know, uh, working with researchers and, and, um, and clinicians, we've, we observed that uh, one of the biggest reasons for the lack of awareness was the lack of research and the lack of research dollars that get uh, allotted to PCOS research. So, and how does research get funded? So the National Institutes of Health, NIH, is the largest funder of biomedical research in the entire world. Um, But uh, PCOS Challenge and other uh, PCOS researchers, world-renowned researchers, we've found that PCOS research gets less than 0.1%, less than 0.1% of the NIH budget. And for a condition, that's one of the most common human disorders, right? So there's this disparity there um, with regarding how PCOS research gets 
funded, how much PCOS research gets funded, what type of PCOS research gets funded. All of that translates to how much knowledge there is, how doctors get trained, and what uh, medical resources there are. So, um, so the lack of research is, has translated to the lack of knowledge about PCOS in the general public and in the medical community. So, and PCOS is, hadn't even been listed on any of the national calendars, right? So their awareness month for diabetes, for cancer, for heart disease, um, but PCOS was never listed uh, on any uh, awareness calendar for the United States. And so and we know PCOS had been celebrated, PCOS Awareness Month had been celebrated as, in September, um, yet it wasn't officially recognized by our government, and PCOS Challenge decided to change this. So we headed to Capitol Hill, uh, um, reached out to, uh, to, to get a sponsor for um, a representative to sponsor a, a, a resolution. We um, worked with them on writing a resolution to recognize the seriousness of PCOS and September as PCOS Awareness Month. So this is really important because most of the conditions that have um, that that have awareness campaigns going on, we know all about breast cancer and cancer in general. Um, this is because they're they're prioritized by our government. That's one of the reasons. And we with PCOS and the um, and how pervasive it is, this, we we feel we know that PCOS needs to be um, a bigger priority in our government and with research. So, um, so we got a sponsor, uh, Representative David Scott, to introduce uh, the resolution in 2017 and 2018 and now 2019. And also senators, David Perdue and Elizabeth Warren, did the same and it unanimously passed in the Senate. That was, that's huge. Um, why are we still doing it? Because we, we kind of need to, uh, to, to do this a, a few times and continue doing it to keep on their radar. And also, um, we're doing other things in terms of um, having our representatives reach out to the CDC and the NIH to ask them about what they're doing with PCOS. And so, you know, it's, it's going to be a long-term effort, right? But the, the more we build this space of advocates and awareness on Capitol Hill, the more you'll see the um, a greater transition into uh, more access to research funding and uh, dollars for PCOS. And also one of the things that we're aiming to do is to get the Centers for Disease Con uh, Control and Prevention to, to do an awareness campaign for PCOS. So <laughs> that was a mouthful, but uh, there's a lot going on in terms of building this awareness on the Hill. We also um, built 
a caucus, a PCOS caucus, which is an identified group of, uh, of advocates on the Hill who are representatives of, uh, who are your representatives on the Hill. So um, the more they're uh, aware of how PCOS impacts you as their constituents, uh, the more willing they are to uh, to educate their peers on the Hill and and really fight for us and fight for um, greater awareness, education, and ultimately, we hope, a cure. Well, I had the, the privilege of being able to go to the 2018 Advocacy Day, and let me tell you, that was one of the most empowering experiences I've had. Um, around kind of advocating for PCOS and speaking with both of my senators and my representative. And um, people were very open and receptive to learning more about PCOS, and they were very supportive. Um, and it was just such a – I had never been, like, in the recesses of the Capitol and got to ride the, the Senate um, – kind of subway train. <laughs> it was just really a thrilling um, experience. And I, I encourage uh, listeners, if, you, if this is something that you're interested in, um, to absolutely attend one of the, um, the annual advocacy day. And Sasha, do you have a sense of when it will be for um, 2020? So it will likely be in March 2020, but uh, every, everything I speak about today, you can um, go to tcoschallenge.org. Uh, you can go to the contact form and, uh, and reach out to us there uh, and even join a waiting list to get, um, to get for us to announce to you when we have some of these events coming up. So, I, you know, I, Amy, I think this is something that, um, as pe people in the <laughs> in the general public, who most of us don't know how to reach out to our our representatives and senators, and have never had the opportunity to reach out with with uh, a cause that's so important and near and dear to our hearts. Um, before PCOS Challenge started doing our work, um, PCOS has never been mentioned in in any major piece of legislation on Capitol Hill. So we have we if if our members of Congress doesn't know that this exists, then it will continue to be ignored. There will continue to be lack of resources. We'll continue to. Um, to go years and even decades without getting a diagnosis or treatment. Um, so it's really important that, and, and I think clearly, clearly from, uh, from what I've witnessed as uh, on, at our Capitol, our, day, our advocacy days on the Hill or our briefings on the Hill, is that patients are truly fed up about not being heard, not being listened to, not being believed, right? And this is the opportunity to proactively, proactively take a stance that this is, is unacceptable for us, uh, for a condition that is, per, that is pervasive and impacts so many aspects of our life, our lives to go ignored. So this is, it's truly an empowering event to know that you're, you're there 
taking a stand, right? And and affecting change, which is which is what we're all doing. So I'm I'm really proud of people like you and this year we had more researchers and other physicians and um, and nurses and and um, registered dietitians and and health uh, just just a lot of people who were both patients and healthcare providers or patients and their partners it's it's truly truly great to see the growth of this movement right and just people who are impacted by PCOS are now beginning to understand that to that they need to take this opportunity and, and work alongside PCOS Challenge, support PCOS Challenge because we're trying to um, ultimately what we all want is for for each of us to be listened to and for us to have the resources, the appropriate resources to live happier and healthier lives. And I think we all deserve that. Oh, we, we certainly do. Uh, and, and I just wanted to call attention to, uh, for those that can't um, physically travel to DC for Advocacy Day, you have resources, templates um, on that advocacy page, which we will link to in the show notes, where you can um, easily and, and quickly write a letter to your um, legislators as well so you can do it just from the comfort of your own home yeah absolutely and yeah thanks for sharing that Amy of course most of this is happening during the week when most people are at work and but this is also when uh, our legislators are on the hill so um, so of, of course many people won't be able to be there in person but you can still share your voice you can still have a part take part by um, writing to your legislators and we hand deliver or email them on your behalf to your legislators um, so you know I, I, I think that this is this is truly kind of a pivotal time in in the PCOS community where we're now having access to um, opportunities to use our voices where, you know, 20, 30 years ago that this was non-existent. So, you know, I, I, and I have to reiterate how proud I am for this. This movement happened relatively quickly, right? So it's within the last one to two years that this has happened and people are embracing this opportunity because um, most of us it's, understand how important this is. Well, I, you know, I give you so many kudos. Again, you're one of the ladies that I admire most for all the work that you've, you've done. Um, before we, we go, there's two other things I wanted you to touch upon. So um, I have to give a shout out to the PCOS Challenge, PCOS Diva Confidence Grant. Um, grants are something that's important to PCOS Challenge. And I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, what, what they are and, and um, how they can help women with PCOS. Yeah, Amy, and this is something I talk about wherever I go <laughs> because this is such a huge thing for our community. Um, this is something that I've, I've, I, this is something that I built PCOS Challenge with the plan to give people access to 
services that just aren't available. Insurance doesn't cover what you know what insurance doesn't cover or or just insurance coverage is either lacking or not enough. So one of the things that you know Amy when we were speaking a few years ago maybe at this point maybe 4 years ago 3 or 4 years ago um when you reached out to us I'm like well because you wanted to give back to the community um more than you already have <laughs> with with PCOS Diva so you have your this um really kind and thoughtful soul who wants to keep doing more to help the community. So, you know, thank you for that. Um, uh, I always speak favorably of you and, and share how, how, um, how good your heart is. Um, so this was the opportunity. We identified uh, areas where, you know, for, from my personal experience and for other people's experiences, uh, where there's just, such a lack of support and options for people. And one of those was hair and skin issues related to PCOS, um, namely hirsutism, acne, um, hair loss. These are things that are either not covered by insurance, the treatments for them aren't, um, or even if you haven't, if you, even if you have insurance, um, the, if, if you have insurance coverage, it's usually, there's usually a fight to get, to get it covered um, because these things are considered by insurance companies to be purely cosmetic or elective. Well, Amy, we can tell them that for someone whose body image or self-esteem um, or confidence level is impacted by having excess facial hair or acne or hair loss, this is not elective. This is not um, just cosmetic. Um, this is a medical issue that needs to be addressed and covered by insurance. Um, we hear stories from girls and women all the time who have um, hirsutism, the excess facial hair, who avoid interacting with other people who have lost jobs, who um, have lost relationships because of how they feel about themselves, how they feel their body is betraying them. And they feel so alone and so um, unsupported by not having access to things like electrolysis, laser hair removal, uh, and acne treatments. So the Confidence Grant, the PCOS Diva, PCOS Challenge Confidence Grant was born to help people like these, um, to give $500 to help with these treatments, whether it's electrolysis, laser hair removal, um, acne treatments, or even um, hair pieces to help with um, hair, cover hair loss or help you feel more confident. So this grant has truly, truly transformed a number of lives to date, and we will meet um, during the PCOS Awareness meet Weekend, we'll meet one of those, the winners of the Confidence Grant, um, and she will share how it's helped her life and how she's now transformed 
her life from being um, uh, suicidal. She's, she was suicidal um, and felt and, and really felt that her appearance would hold her back for the rest of her life. So I'm really, really happy to report that uh, we've been transforming lives and will continue to do so um, thanks to your support, um, Amy. Oh, and that, that, that's got me <laughs> emotional. Um, you're, yeah. you're, you're so welcome. And, and really, it, it's, um, you know, PCOS Divas that are supporting it, too, because a portion of all yeah. proceeds from, you know, any of my products or program sales go to the PCOS Confidence Grant. So, um, you know, thank you, everyone listening that have, you know, supported PCOS Diva, because in turn, you're supporting the, the Confidence Grant. Yeah, I, I I can I can't wait for you to meet <laughs> at least some of the other lives that you've touched, Amy, um, during the PCOS Awareness Weekend. So I'm sure it's already an emotional weekend, but you know, I, I that I truly look forward to. Oh, I better bring my tissues. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah, but there's also we have we'll be announcing very soon um, another grant that will be helping people with um, one of the biggest, biggest things that impacts our lives um, as people with, uh, or as patients with PCOS um, is infertility. So I can't wait to, to really announce later on um, in the upcoming months uh, our, our latest, the latest opportunity to help the community. That, that is really exciting. Um, well, finally... <laughs> I just wanted to say I know that the PCS Challenge can't do all of the things that you do with the, without the help of volunteers. And, you know, if what we've been talking about resonates with you and you'd like to get involved, maybe you could um, tell listeners what are some of the opportunities to get involved and volunteer for PCS Challenge. Yes, and I really want to shout out our volunteers because none of our events, none of our programs, nothing is possible without our volunteers. PCOS Challenge is, uh, is run by volunteer power. And um, that's, we are so grateful for the people who dedicate their time and energy and effort to, um, to our work. And um, so, we, we need volunteers to help with each of our events. So if you go to PCOSChallenge.org and you can see a list of our events, including the PCOS Awareness Weekend, we need people to help um, with each of those uh, events. So the way you can sign up as a volunteer, again, is to go to PCOSChallenge.org, go to the contact form, and you can send us an email and choose the volunteer opportunities. Um, we welcome you, welcome people who are like-minded and want to help others in the community um, while sometimes helping themselves. So um, we welcome men and women and uh, teens and people who, are, who have been impacted by PCOS and people who just want to uh, help people in the community um, to, to reach out to us and we would love your support and help. And I'm going to just put out a little selfish plea for myself because 
I'm um, part of the Patient Advocacy Board, and I'm heading up the content um, chair to you know develop more um, patient sort of directed content. And so, if you like to write, um, you know, please fill out a form, and you can be part of of my team. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I know you're such a busy woman and as am I and you know I, I can't emphasize enough how much we depend on the support and um, uh, support of others who others in the PCOS community and one thing I know we've talked about before is just how creative PCO women with PCOS are yes. uh, we at this community is built on with with so, so many creative people artists writers um, performers it's incredible how much um, creative power we have in this community so if if any of you would like to lend some of that creative energy to help to, to build and fuel our programs and events we really look forward to to connecting with you and um, yeah we need we need creative we need creative people to help us with the PCOS challenge magazine um, you know we need graphic designers we, there's so many um, <clears throat> so many opportunities for you to use your uh, creative uh, skills to help with the Health PCOS Challenge in the community. So, um, yeah, and if you want to be connected and be a part of PCOS Diva's team, uh, that would that would be incredible, and we look forward to connecting. So PCOSChallenge.org, and um, in, in the top navigation, there's uh, a Contact Us button. Click that and, and reach, us, reach out to us there. And I Thank just have you. to remind everyone that that's one of the key tenets, and I write about it in my book, that women with PCOS have to get reconnected with that creative force because I think that it's, yeah. it's so important to healing. And so if anything, you know, we talked about resonates with you, yes, please, um, you know, reach out. And Sasha, I just want to thank you again for all that you do, and I'm so excited about um, the upcoming weekend and the events and I can't wait to to see everybody there same thank you so much Amy I look forward to seeing you in Orlando and um, and connecting again with you soon thank you so much and thank everyone for listening yes thank you everyone for listening and I look forward to being with you again very soon bye-bye well that wraps up our podcast today Thank you so much for joining us on the PCOS Diva podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you liked this episode, remember to subscribe to PCOS Diva on iTunes or wherever else you may be listening to this show. And if you have a minute, please leave me a quick review on iTunes because I love to hear from you. If you think someone else might benefit from this free podcast, please take a minute to share it with a friend or family member so she can benefit from it too. And don't forget to sign up for my free weekly newsletter. Just enter your email at pcosdiva.com to get instant access and make sure you never miss a future podcast. This is Amy Medling wishing you good health. Bye-bye.